Well, hi, my name is Mark Tuchel, and welcome to my Living Sober Sucks blogio. This is the audio version of my written blog, and the title to this piece is Technology and the Drunk. You know, getting drunk really hasn't changed much since the Egyptians made the first type of beer about, oh, I don't know, 4,000 years ago. And uh, I think I remember something about drunkenness and wine being mentioned in the Old Testament. So booze, in one form or another, has been around for quite a few years, and getting drunk on it uh, hasn't changed that much. What has changed is technology, along with society's acceptance or glamorization towards drinking. Technology has changed our understanding and often our respect of alcohol. I'm not going to go off on a diatribe against booze here. I mean, beer, wine, and liquor are all part of human history. Alcohol and drinking have actually built huge industries, giving countless individuals the opportunity to work and earn a living. But the excessive use of alcohol has also taken down countless individuals and has ruined powerful empires. So technology hasn't changed what alcohol does, but it has changed how we're influenced by mass advertising and our peers. In the electronic age of being a drunk, uh, you might receive a text that says, Dude, we're at Jimmy's bar. Come hang out with us. Now, you may have had no intentions of getting drunk, or maybe you had plans to do something else that night. But the next thing you know, you're out at Jimmy's bar with your friends. And just look at all the beer commercials on TV depicting cool young people doing cool, fun things as a result of their drinking a particular cool beer. I mean, some beer ads have even branched out to show older, more mature men building their male bond by drinking beer and watching sports together. Oh, and I really like the commercial that shows the, uh, uh, what is that, the commuter train turning into a disco. Yeah, I'm sure your boss would be real happy to have you come to work half in a bag. Now, and the FCC has even recently allowed hard liquor ads to run during certain adult TV shows. Now, I'm not bitching about the ads or criticizing the companies for running their ads. They're trying to sell a legal product. I'm just pointing out how technology is used in ways that can influence or glamorize drinking, and I need to pay attention to my own actions and behaviors. Now, in fact, my Facebook page shows ads to me for bars and booze. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, the algorithm only sees that I post words about booze, so it thinks that I drink. It doesn't recognize that I'm a non-drinker. Now, do I get mad? Nah, I think that's funny. I mean, to me, it reflects the flaws and limitations of technology, but it also shows me how technology is used in a way that can influence people who may be in a weakened state or are highly impressionable. So let's say, for instance, that I just had a bad day at work, and I go to my Facebook page because I want to chat with a friend. Oh, and suddenly, there's a vodka ad in the sidebar, then another ad promoting craft beers at a local bar. Then I see some other person's posts scrolling down the side talking about uh, how they're going out to a bar to party. Well, what if I get influenced? What if I have a relapse because one of those sidebar posts or ads triggered me to drink? Well, which they won't. I mean, could I sue Facebook? Or what if I was watching a football game on TV and one of the beer ads triggered me to start drinking again? I mean, could I sue them or blame them? No, legally, they're not responsible for my own behavior. And I'd be blaming someone else, which would reflect on my own character and ability to choose. So whether we like it or not, both booze and technology are part of our life. 
Here's an excerpt from an email that a friend sent to me. She says, Mark, every time I drink, I drink way beyond excess and I turn into a moron. I run my mouth, I alienate myself from people I love, I say things I don't mean, or if I do mean them, I say them too bluntly, too repetitively, and too emotionally. Now, in the age of technology, my drunken spews are easily spread to everyone I ever knew since kindergarten on my or their Facebook wall. I'm tired of having to do damage control the next morning. I'm apologizing to people. I'm taking control of this madness, and I'm putting the plug in the jug. Yeah, and now if I could just get some of those pictures and rants back. You know, this made me realize that what many had once thought was their own dark personal little secret now gets spread around the world in seconds. I see people's Facebook pages that have pictures of them in bars, clubs, at parties. I mean, some pictures are taken by other people and then they're spread around on their Facebook page. Family, friends, employers, and enemies can see more of your secrets than you realize. I'm not being an alarmist. I'm just saying that when you post pictures and talk about how wasted I got, man, on your Facebook page, more people than you would imagine can see it. I know you might be thinking, nah, nah, way, man. All my stuff on Facebook is private. Only my friends can see my page. Really? Do you really believe that? Let's do some simple math. Let's say that you have 200 friends, and each of your friends has 200 friends. Know what that comes to? 200 times 200 equals 40,000. Go ahead, grab a calculator, Pythagoras, if you can't do the math in your head. Yes, 40,000 people can somehow sneak in and see your page. And of that 40,000 people, don't you think I could get just one of them to let me take a look at your page? Look, man, I'm not a stalker, but I find it an interesting study in human behavior to follow the progress of some people's posts. I mean, uh, here, here's a great example. October 18th. I can't believe how shitty men can be. How come every man I meet eventually turns out to be a liar and a loser? Men suck. Okay, October 20th. I've had it with men. None of you know how good you've had it until I'm gone. Mm, yeah, okay. October 21st. Alcohol and tobacco will never pass this girl's lips ever again. I'm through with all this bullshit. Yeah, and then over the next few days, uh, there's some random posts quoting scripture and, and, a, and a few pictures of Jesus. Then on October 29th, big Halloween bash at Jerry's Bar tonight. See if you can guess who I am in my costume. See you there. I mean, and then it's followed the next day with hangover reminiscing and more man bashing. Now, if I was a prospective employer or a new guy that just met her and I saw this trail, do you think I'd call her? No, not really. Now, you think I'm kidding about this. Hey, I'm sure you've seen similar trails. Oh, he did this, she did that, more problems and drama. I can't believe this happened. What a scumbag, blah, 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 blah. And, and then this person wonders why their life is such a mess. All they need to do is step back and read their own trail of posts. As I like to say, if you play with dog shit, you're bound to get some on your hands. I mean, hey, if all your friends and activities bring you drunken problems and drunken drama... You can stop the drama. You really can. Now, I happen to be well aware that whatever I post on my website or on my Facebook page may spread like wildfire. I know that shit will get around. I know that someone somewhere will say, Did you see what he wrote? Did you see that picture? What an asshole! 
I mean, that's why I don't even try to hide my shit. I make it public because I know that once it's out there, I can't control where it goes or who sees it. And that's also why I spend a few moments to clearly think before I hit send or post. And don't document your stupidity. Don't text pictures of your junk. Don't let people take pictures of your boobs. Well, unless you want those pictures getting around because they will last for eternity. I mean, the pictures, not your perky boobs. Hey, it's not easy to control yourself before you send that drunken text picture or make that drunken phone call, but it is easier to control the impulse when you're sober. If you're serious about your sobriety, you'll likely have to take some dramatic measures. You might have to ignore invitations and not even respond to texts. You may have to block certain phone numbers or email addresses. Yeah, but they're my friends and I don't want to lose them. You know what? If they were really your friends, would they be tempting you to drink and ignoring your request for their help and support? I've had to face up and accept this heart-wrenching reality myself. No, some people aren't my friend, even though they say they are. And no, they truly don't love me. It hurts. But my sobriety is too important to me to let any hurt point me towards a relapse. You know, technology is a wonderful product. It can open up a world that you never imagined, but you have to pay attention to it. Think about how it affects you and how it may influence your drinking behavior. And just like booze, sometimes you may have to abstain from certain types of technology. You know, you got to do whatever you must to protect your own sobriety. Hey, thanks for spending the time to listen to my Living Sober Sucks, but Living Drunk Sucks More blogio. I wish you the greatest of joy in pursuing whatever it is you want in life. My name is Mark Tuchel.